0: Logical progression, year three, chapter twelve, lesson one. It is considered to be one of the most difficult chapters of Fiqh, and they went into so so much detail trying to explain it. Okay, and he goes, but what what, what seems apparent to me for Fima, Fima, Yabdu and to be honest, I don't understand why they went into so much any you know, angles and this and that and principles. You know, it's a simple kind of matter. Let's keep it simple. And uh, he, goes, he goes, if you look at it, he goes, um, You'll find very little actually narrated on the issue from the companions, relatively speaking, رضي الله عنهم. And um, he said, look, keep it simple. If the woman, she menstruates, she leaves her prayers and other obligatory actions. And when she becomes pure, she prays. And when she is alayha, uh, uh, When she's not sure about what this bleeding is, she doesn't consider it to be hayab. It's like three simple principles. If she uh, is, is uh, bleeding menstrually, don't do your, don't do your thing. It, when it becomes pure, everything's cool. If you bleed or something else happens and you're not sure, then forget it. Yani don't assume his Hayden and is on as normal. So if you don't want to have the patience to sit through the next yani, couple of hours and tomorrow, then... Okay? So um, he says, says, the principles that are uh, uh, concerning this subject are actually very little in the sunnah. فَقَوَاعِدُهُ فِي That's why the hadith which are narrated on the issue are actually very little. And I think, as I said, Sheikh uh, mohammad Mukhtar al he said around about 100 hadith. Around about 100 hadith. Yani, yani which are, 100 hadith doesn't even mean 100 incidents. It means 100 actual, authenticated, independent, individual hadith. Some of them are repeating a, a similar incident as well. Um, But he goes, but when we study, and like like I explained, and everyone who's joining for the first time now, then they they would have missed the very important first session where I explained that um, if this was a paid weekend seminar, you know, like an al seminar, then I would have done all of the, you know, the razzmatazz and explained everything and, you know, kept it into nice kind of, you know, graphics and broken everything down, putting the tables and Venn diagrams of this and that. And there would be no need to actually go through a book of fiqh. This is a class. What we're doing here is a class that we do every week for three years. This is our fourth year. And new people are joining us whilst we've arrived. We've spent three years covering all of Wudu and Qudsa and everything. And now we have reached the chapter of menstruation. And so we're not going to change our system. We're going to also carry, carry on. And exactly Sheikh Amin says the same here. He goes, what we're going to do now is not just to say to you, this is menstruation and the story. We're going to follow what the Hanbalis are saying we're going to understand what they mean and then we're going to challenge them and if it's yeah, acceptable then we'll go with it and if it's not acceptable then we'll sack it off and that's the end of the matter okay so that's the, that's the that's the way that they are are going to approach it and so he goes we will read what the, the kalam of the fuqaha this is all on page 464 by the way okay and i just want to say that online that uh, 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 people are online um on both logical progression uh, and on Facebook, who are watching this now, um, it's currently using a huge amount of bandwidth, okay, to maintain the quality because it is broadcasting in HD, all right? And, um, and as a result of that, there are little skips and jumps where you'll miss little things. It'll pause and then you'll uh, it'll, it'll miss and so on. And I just want to let you know that when you go back afterwards to the portal, you will see the complete full version via another source will be uploaded. So, you are going to miss little bits here and there now. And that's why we shouldn't be, in principle, uh, studying via streaming uh, link. Yes? And that's why we should try to be here. But, yeah, and obviously people can't. So, whatever you miss, the videos will be you know, up by the end of today, inshallah, for today's. And then likewise then. And you'll see all of our lessons like that. Also, I want to say about the notes. Those who are joining, on lo- those who are joining um, online... They can see the notes on the progression.org portal. They're all there, okay? And I want to say to you that those who are missing things and they realize that they want to concentrate more on the lesson as opposed to writing down, then over the next few months, and it will take a long time, this is a huge undertaking, then the LP transcribing team will actually transcribe this entire uh, weekend. And I want you to imagine that, okay? They sit there and they get bored at their brains listening to me, okay? And I have to go back and they write it all down and that's unbelievable and by the way they've been doing that for the last three years so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward all of those people the highest of Jannah because that's a major undertaking and we have I think Farzana I think here as well also part of that team may Allah reward her as well so um, I want you to know that this is obviously a, um, a, a, a something which you're going to have to come back to uh, 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 afterwards to get the full story Okay. anyway um so, to start off with, um, Sheikh Ertemin says it doesn't matter whether they're right or wrong or what their opinion is. We ask Allah Taala to forgive the author for what he has said, which is right, and what he said, what is wrong, and we will accept which is in agreement with the Kitab and the Sunnah, and that will be yani sufficient for us. So str- straight away, what is hayal? What is hayal? That's the classic way of fiqh. Immediately when we have a phrase, we define it, what it actually means. And hayd means Asaylan, yani to flow. So hate means the flow, that which is uh flowing. In Arabic, we say idasal, the river of, uh, yani it flowed, the river flowed. And this is referring to the flow of the menstrual blood. In the Sharia, that's the technical definition. But the Shar'i meaning, okay, the technical meaning that we base rulings upon, it is Damun, It is a natural blood which is affects a woman, or which it comes from the woman in very specific days, specific known days, after she becomes pure, post-pubescent, okay? When she becomes, yani, baligha, all right? What's the phrase for baligha? Is it post-pubescent? Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Mature? Post-pubescent? Is there another phrase? What, what, what do you say medically, huh, Zafar, when, when a woman starts to have periods? The process is called menorach, um the circum menor- menor- from- 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 No, no, I think she's basically post-pubescent, no? Yeah, Yeah, mature, right? So, and uh, just so, uh, and a, uh, if you want a definition for those who want a a technical definition, a gynecological or or an an obstetric, Obstetric. obstetric definition, then this is one. It is a physiological process characterized by the periodical, Discharge of blood, mucus, and cellular debris from the endometrium of a non pregnant lady of sexual maturity throughout her reproductive life. Occurring once every month, <coughs> usually at an interval of 28 days. Occurring once every month, usually at an interval of 28 days. I repeat, it is a physiological process characterized by the, periodic, the periodical discharge of blood, mucus and cellular debris from the endometrium of a non-pregnant lady of sexual maturity. Throughout her, continues throughout her reproductive life, Occurring once every month, usually at an interval of 28 days. That's the basic common understanding. There's obviously exceptions uh, to that. Now, um, I want you to know that when it comes to the area of uh, gynecology, it's a massive area. And that's why you have, you know, don't be surprised, you have gynecologists. You have actual specialist doctors which do nothing else but does this matter, Okay. And, you know, all of the the, the matters of the Faraj, of the private parts that that are associated outside, inside the conditions and so on and so forth. It's a detailed matter. And of course, that means that we will not be covering even 1% of the, the, you know, the, uh, yeah, the entirety. We are really super focused. Okay, we are really super focused on um, just the most basic, most normal state. All right, which is menstruation. All right, it's the halda is like a tabia. It is like a follow-on, and uh, we did vaginal uh, or mucus or the <laughs> cervical mucus because that's also a very very common one. Yep, yeah? so that's something uh, as well. Um, so what I'll say is that it's something which is actually very serious. And I mean, jokes aside, but I have not had many jokes at all, have I? Very well behaved, subhanAllah. Honestly, okay. Got a brilliant one for tomorrow, so that's okay. Um, the um, This is a physiological process. And um, that's why, you know, for me, I think it's so... Im- I mean, women are going to find out about this anyway. Even if they're not practicing Islamically, their mothers will tell them, their aunties will tell them. And you know what? If they make a few mistakes here and there then a few mistakes will occur. But in principle, they will get to know. For men, they're not going to find out unless they actively read about it or they actively go to a lesson about it or someone tells them or their wife, Yanni, explains it to them because, you know, obviously, because of sexual relations, they need to know and so on and so forth. But frankly, I want to, I want to let you know that men are very miskeen when it comes to their knowledge on the, on the matter. Okay, I mean, really miskeen, And... The reason that's important that they know is not only because of the Islamic rulings of halal and haram when it comes to what you can do with uh, menstruating couples, but also um, the state of the woman and her mind. People forget that this is, a, it, this is not fun. Yeah, You know when I used to work in, uh, in the pharmacy, when I used to work in the pharmacy, the amount of, of you know, as a, as a percentage, what's that, Munchas? You, 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 when you do that, you messes the page up. So just keep off this uh, Facebook Live. You know the problem is we're doing, we're doing, we're doing things. What are you watching Facebook Live for? <laughs> Don't find someone to throw you, man. Yeah. What are you doing on Facebook? Yeah. Get the Facebook off you, right? What were we were talking about? When you work to the pharmacy. When you went to the pharmacy, the amount of women that would come in and be buying things for period pain, okay, which is what they call period pain, okay, and, and obviously we're talking the NSAIDs, the non steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs are the best kind of group of drugs for that. Um, we're looking at uh, uh, a real physiological problem. Did we say five o'clock, is lot? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. So, um, and so it's important to understand that not just during menstruation, but the few days before. You can clearly see that there are signs of menstruation, and I'm not here to teach. This is what they know absolutely 100%. But this is more for the brothers that they start to understand what is that the sakin go through every single month, right? So from the from the from the mental side, there are depression, feel lassitude, feeling yani lethargic. They don't feel like yani uh, uh, uh lethargic is yani maybe a more mental state. there is a a, a physical sense of lassitude which means that they literally don't feel they've got the energy they feel exhausted and um, uh, that can make them feel depression it's like a vicious circle and then they feel like you know I can't get anything done or then then stress because then you think everything is then piling up piling up and then you have that and then headaches okay and then that that is like up this side and then down below mission the breasts for example they start to swell they become tender. The bottom, uh, the uterus, it starts to feel more fuller, and it starts to feel heavy, and it starts to sting, and yeah, I mean, we're talking the, the works, okay? So, um, oh, and uh, the amount that they most complain about is pain, which is uh, emanating the inflammatory pain, lower back pain, and then at the front as well, and that's why ibuprofen. And naproxen and these kind of NSAIDs, these all well kind of known uh, uh, NSAIDs have such a great uh, uh, impact because they're not just killing, uh, they're not just uh, uh, analgesics, but they're also anti inflammatory as well. And that's the inflammation which is uh, causing that. And there's an increase in urination, so they end up going to the toilet a lot more. And this is obviously gonna make a person, you can't expect that, you know, a lot of people like, you know, what the heck's wrong with you? You know, what the heck's wrong with you? And you know, Miskina she's going. She's going through stress, man. That's why she's increased irritability. Now, these you know, guys make the joke out of it that you know she's on. She's it's her time of the month, or oh, is it your time of the month? Yeah, and he, you know, give me a headache, whatever. It must be your time of the month. And actually, the answer is yeah, it is a bloody time of the month. Yeah, and take it easy, and uh, you know, uh, understand that this is a difficult moment, and that the the and I, I you know a, 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 a husband or children, or whatever, they need to be aware uh, of this you know, um, of a drawback. And that's why they should be expected to help out more, be more understanding. And by the way, I'm talking from just a human point of view, meaning non-Muslim, okay? Now add the Islamic factor in, all right? I want the men to think about this. Imagine you're one of these men who go to the masjid every day. And if you go to the masjid every day, those people know what kind of sweetness we're talking about. okay? The people who go to the masjid every day, it becomes their life source. Yani you miss a fajr and it's all over. And you miss the isha and you feel what a lame night I just had. And if you don't pray the fajr in the masjid, you think, I don't know, this day is, 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 is gone. The day is gone, it's finished. Okay. I'm not talking about missing fajr, I'm talking about not praying in the masjid. And you're, you're dependent upon it. And you come and you listen to the Imam and your heart yani, is soft and you're amazed and everything. You read the Qur'an regularly and you're touching and this and that. Yani, I'm trying to say to you that you're in your zone with your deen. And suddenly, boom, you are taken out forcefully 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 days. Okay? And now you can't get your spiritual fix and you can't whatever and, and, and so on. Obviously, we're going to realize that you can, but not to the same amount that you, know, you were able to. And that would really knock a man for six. I mean, if I speak to myself personally, I don't know what that would do to me mentally. And so we need to, you know, we need to understand that. That's a very important consideration. That we are just talking physiologically for the normal woman. What then of the Muslimah who loves Allah and His Messenger and is always involved, for example, in study and reading Quran? And you know, I've told you this before many times that our women are the creatures of ibadah far much more than the men are. They are always busy in ibadah. And that's not. That's not. When I say that women are more, you know, women are creatures of ibadah. Women are the ones that you see; they always represent when it comes to salah, when it comes to reading Quran. And that's not a, rep- a representation of the fact that they are home more, even though they are. But it's the fact that their nature is that they are more emotionally connected, spiritually connected with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is something which has been clear from the earliest times until now. You think about your mother, you think about your 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 grandmother, you think about all the female members, and compare it to the male counterpart. There's no comparison in terms of ibadah there no, no comparison they should be praying for ages you know you say you come and they're praying and they're praying and they're praying and you know tahajjid and tarawih is a norm amongst the women and it's a rarity amongst men and so on and so forth so i want to imagine someone so dependent upon ibadah and upon salah and then suddenly you're taken out of it so from the muslim male point of view it is wajib wajib To not just be considerate, but extra considerate to the Muslim relatives, uh, wives, etc. Knowing that when she's about to go through a demonstration, and then what she's going to be thinking about during menstruation, and postpartum after she delivers for a number of weeks after she's given birth, she is going to be in a situation where she is handicapped. Handicapped is the right way. She's able to do certain things, but she hasn't got the full ability to do everything. You might say, ah, we might argue later on she can recite the Quran, she can make zikr. But you know what? we also like to touch the Qur'an and feel it and, you know, you know, uh, connect with it physically as well. You can say that, you know, she can remember Allah as much as you can, but there's a beauty in making sajda. And you can't give the sajda when you're in menstruation. So, I, you know, I want you to understand that there needs to be a lot of uh, empathy um, when it comes to uh, uh, our sisters. Now... Um... Shekhar I mean? He, he wants to just try to make a point here. He says that, <coughs> and it, it's nice actually what he says here, it's nice sometimes to be able to look at it from a, you know sometimes when you see a definition and an explanation which is coming from a non-scientist, so he is not thinking yeah, any from a too much kind of science and accurate point of view, but he's, he's speaking in a very simplistic way. And sometimes, when you look at things in a simplistic way, you feel it a lot more. So Allah, so Sheikh Al Tamim, he says, Allah Most High, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Allahu Taala, الولد. This يعني yani blood, okay, it has been created as a as a source of nourishment for the newborn. Okay, just f- follow what he is basically saying. وللحاذا uh, لا تحيي الحامل في الغالب. This and that's why. The one who is pregnant does not generally menstruate, does not, yani, gen, generally generally uh, excrete blood, because this blood, by the will of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, by His permission, actually is then diverted to the embryo via the umbilical cord. And this blood, this extra blood that would have, normally would have just become just waste material, is them, is the is the carrier for uh, you know, is the carrier for so much of the nutrition that will go to this newborn إِذَانْ إِنَّهُ لَيُمْكِنْ So um, because this baby subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the creation of its stages Didn't it wasn't it didn't give it the ability to eat and drink And so it has to come through this source in the way that Allah has chosen through it through it and blood has been chosen as the carrier And that's a hikmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that only he knows about and um, and this is what the Fuqaha said. Okay, this is what the Fuqaha said. Now, we know that that's not actually accurate. Okay, there's a lot of that which are, yani, scientifically is, is, is wrong. But you see how he says, this is what the Fuqaha used to say. He doesn't immediately rubbish it. There's a footnote at the bottom there. He said that, and in the footnote, you know, he, the Muhaqqiq, the, the one who's making Tahqiq upon the book, he says, It goes, As for the people of medicine, this is what they say. All right, okay. And he's not going to tell you what they're going to say. And that's fine. Shaykh he he's not an idiot. He knows and he's got students and scholars and he gets his stuff checked and he knows what the actual facts are. But he wants to show that sometimes even a simplistic basic understanding is not always contradictory to the accurate scientific one. And so even though we know that menstruation technically is a very simple process. Actually, I'm going to show you a diagram. Um, I, because uh, I'm going to c- cut this Facebook video because that was a little bit of fun for them if they want to watch it they can watch on logicalprogression.org uh, okay, the, the portal and we'll carry on on the, on the thingy but uh, because it's time for Salat al-Asr right, we should now pray and then when we come back we'll start with the diagram we'll start with notes and everything proper so, yeah, we're going to end the lesson and we'll go back to the waiting page so it'll be a new yeah okay so um, this might take longer than 10 minutes or what? Uh, the restart when are we restarting? 10 minutes, 15 minutes minutes. Okay, so we're restarting in 15 minutes Everybody online, everybody here And Facebook, that was enough fun for you guys Inshallah, you want to watch the class Then you can uh, watch it on um, The portal Assalamualaikum